Welcome back to another episode of Off the Grid. I'm your host, Kaylee. Kind of diving right into the uh, French Grand Prix, the start of a triple header for Formula One. I mean, Red Bull is obviously kind of going to be favorited, but a lot of people are going to favor uh, favor Mercedes to kind of come out on top. And let's kind of just break down everything that's happening in Formula One and then break down everything that could potentially or possibly happen in uh, the French Grand Prix. Max Verstappen coming off of a, a really crappy weekend in Azerbaijan as he suffered a tire failure while he was in first. Never a, never a way you want to go out in a race. Um, so Max Verstappen definitely has something to prove uh, coming into the French Grand Prix. And then Lewis Hamilton not being able to to score points in Azerbaijan. Valtteri Bottas, uh, again, not being able to score points uh, for Mercedes. So that's two weekends straight for uh, Valtteri Bottas not being able to score any points for Mercedes. Mercedes is not happy uh, about it. <laughs> Neither is, is Valtteri Bottas, obviously, but definitely qu- throws the question of is Valtteri, you know, going to be able to keep his seat? Uh, and that's kind of the big question surrounding the driver's market uh, right now because George Russell has clearly uh, voiced his opinion on that he would like to move to Mercedes. Mercedes has uh, commented that they would like to see George Russell in one of their cars. So it's kind of just a win question. When will Russell uh, and Mercedes kind of meet again? Uh, Especially, you know, Mercedes had Russell... Uh, drive for them in uh, in Bahrain in 2020 when uh, Hamilton uh, wasn't able to race, and so I. But it's definitely a a, a good a good thing to look out for uh, in the French Grand Prix. Uh, Sergio Perez coming off of a uh, a podium, he's coming off of a a victory, so he's definitely someone uh, that all the other drivers uh, need to look out for because I think him and Verstappen definitely have a chance to uh, kind of meet on the podium uh, for the first time this season. And I hope that if they do, it won't be the last because Red Bull clearly has two good drivers. And, you know, both of them have managed... The only uh, race that Sergio Perez didn't score points in was... Imola, and then obviously Verstappen unable to score points in Azerbaijan after his crash, but I mean, definitely Red Bull is sitting in a very good position as they're in, you know, first for the team standings, so they have to be, you know, a little cautious going into uh, uh, the French Grand Prix, especially with Mercedes returning to a track circuit instead of uh, coming off of the street circuits where they just did so poorly. Um, but if you're Ferrari with uh, Charles Leclerc and uh, Carlos Sainz, I mean, both drivers are in really good positions. They were in good positions in Azerbaijan. The, this is why they passed McLaren and the team standings for third. So, I mean, two points ahead of McLaren. Ferrari and McLaren are definitely going to be battling it out. Uh, the entire season. Let's kind of see where do I finish. That's that's going to be the question of uh, which 
team is better. Obviously, the top four teams uh, this season are Red Bull, Mercedes, Ferrari, and McLaren. So it's kind of just a toss-up between McLaren and Ferrari. At this point, you could flip a coin and say, well, whichever one it lands on is who's going to come out on top. But, I mean, both teams are our third place uh, potential, and they definitely have something to prove uh, this season, and there's plenty of races to remaining in the season to prove it. Uh, unfortunately for uh, Charles Leclerc, uh, he hasn't finished on the podium yet this season, so maybe maybe the French Grand Prix is, is when he uh, gets uh, the podium uh, for this season. He has been knocking on the on the door for a while, though. Uh, I mean, finished fourth in Imola, finished fourth in Spain, finished fourth in Azerbaijan. He started in pole position in Azerbaijan. He was going to start in pole position in Monaco. Uh, unfortunately, uh, his car just wasn't able to, to go. So, I mean, two straight weekends of, of pole position. you got a question. Could Ferrari have pole position again? Uh, well, it would probably be a sight to see because he, you know, Charles Leclerc could probably do it. Um, Carlos Sainz consistent. The only one he didn't really score points in was Portugal. I mean, he he got on the podium in Monaco, which was much needed points for them to kind of keep them in the race for uh, with McLaren. I mean, Carlos Sainz is definitely one of those uh, drivers that he doesn't have like a, a huge presence on the on the track, but when he is you know having the t- the race of his life you'll know because he's gonna come up and he's gonna finish in a really good position and he's proven to Ferrari that he's a consistent driver I mean scoring much needed points um and that's really all Ferrari could ask for at this point is points um if you're McLaren though I mean Lando Norris finished third in Imola third in Monaco it's I mean, he's finished in point positions the entire season, so he's the only driver to do so. Uh, obviously, <laughs> Azerbaijan was just not a good race for him uh, after he kind of had that penalty uh, after qualifying, dropping him from P6 to P9. He could have easily... Uh, we could have seen him on the podium in Baku. Uh, it just didn't seem to kind of work out uh, in his favor because of the penalty... Um, which dropped him, uh, and then, you know, they gave him three, uh, points on his license, which now he's up to eight, which is not a position that you want to be in as a driver. He's really testing his luck at this point. Um, you know, you only get 12 points before you have to, uh, sit out a race. And I mean, both of, at this point, every race matters, especially if you're in the top the the top few teams I mean the top four teams uh with between Ferrari and McLaren it's two point difference so and then unfortunately for McLaren Daniel Ricciardo just just hasn't found that kind of groove yet he hasn't kind of clicked with the car and when he does McLaren will probably be screaming at the top of their lungs because you know, you've got a consistent driver like Norris. You've got a, a driver like Daniel Ricciardo who's proven that he is 
worth the podium because he has been on the podium several times. So I think it's really a matter of time and maybe the French Grand Prix is kind of when he kind of clicks with the with the McLaren car and for you know all McLaren fans and Ricardo fans out there I hope that this is the race where he kind of finds uh something and he finishes uh higher than higher than 6th which is the highest position that he's finished so far this season so if he can get in the top 5 I think that it'll be an amazing weekend for McLaren. They definitely have the potential to pass Ferrari uh, in the French Grand Prix, so I think it's just a matter of time uh, before they kind of secure their third place. Uh, but if you're Alpha Tauri, I mean, the, the point the point gap uh, between McLaren and, and Alpha Tauri is quite, it's a lot bigger than uh, the teams probably want, but uh, I mean, for AlphaTauri, they're coming off of a podium finish as well. I mean, Pierre Gasly finished third. Gasly has proven that he can make it on the podium. I mean, in Monza 2020, that was a really crazy race. And Pierre Gasly took all the kind of crazy events that happened in that race and he used them uh to his uh favor and it clearly proved uh that he could win i mean he finished first in monza french grand prix is his home grand prix i mean he wants to kind of make a statement this is where you do it this is the grand prix that he wants to finish on the podium or you know win the race this is the one that everyone in his home country is excited for i mean they're they're going back and wanting to see a formula 1 driver who is from france or maybe the formula 1 team that is from france win so they're looking for esteban ocon or pierre gasly to come out on top they're looking for alpine to have a really phenomenal race weekend i mean so if you're Pierre Gasly, there's kind of some pressure on you to do well at your home Grand Prix. And I think that he has the potential, if he can finish within the top five, I think he's uh, secured a good weekend uh, for him. And he can't, he can't, uh, you know, leave being unhappy because that, that would be a great uh, weekend for him if he finishes within the top five. Uh, Sebastian Vettel for Aston Martin coming off of a second place uh, podium finish. So, they're happy. I mean, we saw Sebastian Vettel get driver of the day uh, in Azerbaijan. Clearly deserved it. It was like the old Sebastian Vettel kind of came back. And he just had a phenomenal race. And honestly, I, th I don't think fans would be too upset if uh, he finished again on the podium. Because, I mean, Sebastian Vettel is one of those drivers where uh, a lot of people uh, would like to see him kind of come out on top he's definitely a driver that is well liked so and then uh the other AlphaTauri uh driver Yuki Tsunoda coming off of scoring some points he finished in seventh in uh, Azerbaijan but you know Tsunoda uh, is kind of at the bottom half of the of the driver standings 
you know, I think he he has the potential to finish in point position again. But uh, truth be told, the past uh, the other races, I mean, Emila, he finished 12th, then he finished 15th in Portugal, 16th in Monaco. He didn't even finish in Spain. I think uh, he could potentially finish in 10th, but I wouldn't... Uh, I don't think he uh, he'll finish higher than that. Um, he is a rookie. He's kind of still getting a feel for the Formula One uh, circuits. You know, he's probably just. It's better to just kind of take this year to kind of look at everything, look at the tracks, perform where you can, kind of ease yourself into the into the sport. Obviously, he wants to come out and have a podium finish but I don't think that uh he'll have too uh too good of a a race in the French Grand Prix but I think that he he should still depending on how the race goes I think that he should be happy uh if he does get any points uh but the other so for Aston Martin I mean Lance Stroll coming off of a bad weekend in, in Baku I mean he had a, a a tire failure and kind of wasn't uh wasn't too pleased with it obviously um the same thing happened to Max Verstappen uh Stroll I think uh he said that uh he was you know uh upset that he wasn't able to to finish but I mean his teammate Vettel did get a podium position so he can't be uh can't be too upset uh the team's still in a better position uh than a lot of other teams but uh, they would like to move up in the driver standings, and I think that Stroll, I mean, if he finishes in the the highest position he's finished in was eighth, so if he can kind of uh, get even in tenth, ninth, eighth uh, position, he'll he'll be uh have a good weekend in in France. Uh, for Alpine, the French team, um, it's definitely a big weekend for them. There, it's their home Grand Prix. They've got Fernando Alonso. They've got Esteban Ocon. Esteban Ocon, a French driver. Ocon was not able to finish in Azerbaijan because of an engine problem. Now, big news coming out of Formula One. He just got a three-year contract contract extension. So Ocon definitely kind of probably feeling a little, a little good going into the French Grand Prix. I mean... He can't be too upset. He just got a, a contract extension. And uh, if he finishes above 7th, because he's finished 7th in, in Portugal, and that's his highest finish this the, uh, this season. So if he finishes in uh, in 7th or higher, I think it'll be a good weekend for him. Fernando Alonso, as long as he's scoring points uh, for Alpine this, this weekend, I think that it's going to be a good weekend for Alpine. As long as both their cars finish in point position, Alpine can't be can't be too upset. Um, I don't know if they'll be able to catch Aston Martin uh, and move up in the driver's standings, uh, especially with Vettel kind of coming off of a, a second-place podium. Uh, but I, I do think uh, that they could kind of increase their gap between Alfa Romeo uh, and themselves. So I think Alpine definitely has a lot to prove in their home Grand Prix. And uh, I think Esteban Ocon... Uh, Definitely could finish in a fairly good position uh, this season, so only time will tell. Uh, but it's definitely one of those uh, that is going to be interesting to see. 
uh, for Alfa Romeo, I think they have the potential to, if they finish in 10th, that's going to be three straight re- uh, three straight races that they've finished in uh, point position. So, I mean, I think if you're Kimi Raikkonen or Antonio Giovinazzi, your goal for getting 10th, depending on where you start, uh, it's all going to come down to qualifying and their starting uh, place on the grid. But, you know, Kimi Raikkonen, clearly a, a, a good driver. He he is probably one of the better drivers when it comes to, to overtaking. And uh, Antonio Giovinazzi, he's younger. He's proven that he can score points. I mean, uh, Kimi Raikkonen proven himself through his many seasons through in Formula 1. So I think Alfa Romeo could uh, potentially score uh, their third point of the season and uh, maybe even get more, uh, depending on where uh, Kimi uh, and uh, Antonio decide that they're going to finish. Obviously, it all comes down to the race on uh, on Sunday. So that that's going to be kind of interesting to see if Alfa Romeo can kind of go three races uh, with the points or if uh, France just wasn't... Uh, wasn't their uh, their point uh, scoring uh, circuit, but it's definitely going to be an interesting race, especially because those two have kind of f- they finished really v- close to each other, uh, coming in one after the other, or maybe having a car or two in between them. But it's definitely going to be a, a good race uh, for for Alfa Romeo. I mean, then you've got a team like Haas. Haas. Zero points. The only reason they're above Williams is because Mick Schumacher finished in 13th in Azerbaijan. Although a lot of internal problems are happening in Haas, and Williams could probably use that against them. I mean, Haas has kind of this son of a... uh, They've got the son of a legendary uh, Formula One driver, and then they've got this son of a rich... uh, of a Russian billionaire, so I mean, Mick Schumacher proving that he is probably the better uh, Haas driver, Mazepin pretty much finishing in, in last uh, in every race and then uh, but, you know, for for Mazepin, the actions that he kind of did uh, in one of the, I think it was either the second to last lap or the last lap of, of the um Azerbaijan Grand Prix, I mean, he kind of jerked the wheel as as Schumacher was passing him, so not a safe maneuver. I mean, it was clearly out of aggression or frustration, and uh, as Schumacher passed him to put him in 14th, and obviously Schumacher uh, in 13th, I mean, in a race that had already had two kind of serious incidents with drivers going into the wall at high speeds, you really don't want to see a driver do what Mazepin did. I mean, he it, not only it wasn't the fact that he kind of jerked the wheel; it was the fact that it was against his teammate, and he was putting his teammate in danger. He was putting himself and his teammate's life in danger, and then you had to consider that there were two cars behind them, uh, and one of them, uh, the, both of them being. Uh, Lewis Hamilton, and then the other being uh, Nicholas Latifi. So really not the smartest move, especially in a, a circuit that is dangerous like Baku. I mean, I think that uh, there's definitely some internal conflicts going on, especially between the two drivers. 
And I mean, when your team principal has to come out and basically say that we've cleared the air, it was just a misunderstanding. I mean, that's when you know there are problems. There are problems going on uh, between the two drivers. I mean, Steiner came out and said that he would be open to replacing uh, Schumacher. He'd be open to replacing Mazepin. You have to ask yourself at that point, when your team principal has basically stated that he's willing to get rid of both drivers, he's willing to get rid of one driver, your actions are going to play a big part in whether he decides to keep you or let you go. So I think that the French Grand Prix is kind of going to be one of those where he has to kind of open it up. He's got to kind of question, will will it be worth it? Will my actions be worth it? I mean, Mazepin didn't even get any points on his license. He didn't uh, get a penalty for it. And, I mean, if you're Norris and Latifi, who both came out of there with uh, points on their license, and, uh, you know, you probably are not as thrilled as uh, as uh, versus all the other drivers. I mean, they now have th- three extra points on their license, and Mazepin gets none. I mean, it's kind of kind of insane, but um, uh, going into Williams, uh, I mean, George Russell has kind of talked about possibly going, moving to Mercedes, if Mercedes, you know, uh, could finish up kind of deciding what their contract would be like before the end of the, I mean, Russell wants it to be decided before the end of summer break, which, I mean, I don't blame him, because I, Williams knowing that Russell's looking at a different team. I mean, Russell's clearly not happy with Williams. I can't blame him for it. I mean, Williams is sitting at the bottom again uh, in the team standings. I mean, Williams did just get rid of their uh, team principal. Their CEO is now going to be acting team principal. So uh, the French Grand Prix is (laughs) where a lot lot could happen. And uh, it's kind of the testing ground for Williams. So if... Russell or Latifi could could get a point, I mean, and really make sure that Haas is at the bottom. I mean, then then it will be a kind of considering of which team is better. And even if Russell finishes 12th or 11th uh, in the French Grand Prix, I think it, it's going to secure Williams a little bit better uh, standings because they're going to move up uh, above Haas and... Honestly, I think Haas is going to be finishing in 10th this season. Uh they just they just don't have the drivers uh to to really score them points and I think Williams is going to have to take that opportunity to uh to kind of pass Haas who Haas has a slower car than them and their drivers are two rookies. So, I think that uh for Williams the French Grand Prix could be it it should be the the race where they need to make moves that they need to prove that they aren't worth being in 10th that they're a ninth place team maybe even a, a an eighth place uh team but uh i mean then moving on to Nicholas Latifi he kind of had a bad weekend as well i mean moving from uh, I believe he was in 18th and then moving down to, to 20th on the in the driver's standings. I mean, it, 
he just unfortunately didn't have the best uh the best weekend and then he kind of suffered a penalty because again like uh Norris it was a red flag incident and he was told by his um race engineer to stay out and when they're yelling stay out stay out stay out you're on the track you're thinking okay do they mean stay out of the the pit lane they meant stay out of the pit box but go into the pit lane but I mean they never specified you know come in but stay out of the box they should have probably were it was definitely a communication issue so for the FIA to kind of say well yeah we'll give you three points on your license it's kind of well like yeah you know I get the safety factors that were involved but it was more of a communication problem than it was a uh than it was the driver's fault I mean the driver was just listening to what his race engineers were telling him and unfortunately for him it it didn't work out uh in his favor so I mean let's see if he definitely going into the French Grand Prix changes are gonna have to be made at Williams they've got to kind of step up their communication and I mean they've got to prove to Russell that their team is worth staying at that you know he can win with them but obviously Williams just doesn't have the car to uh to kind of move into the front half of the of the grid so but I I think uh that this weekend could definitely prove to uh to the Williams team whether uh they need to kind of do a complete overhaul on the team or if they just need to make a few minor changes here and there but only time will tell and uh Sunday race day is definitely going to be their big determining factor but uh I mean a lot is going to it's testing ground for a lot of teams a lot of teams coming off of kind of bad weekends if you're Mercedes coming off of two bad weekends so uh, hopefully, uh, the race goes as well as a lot of people hope. My predictions for the race, um, I think Verstappen is going to take first. I think uh, Perez is going to possibly come in second, and then Hamilton in third. Um, you know, I do think that Norris is going to kind of creep in uh, in fourth, but just miss out on the, on the podium. Uh, I think, as terms of our French drivers go... Uh, that are going to be on the grid. I think Gasly's probably going to finish in fifth. Ocon, I'm looking possibly finishing. He'll probably finish in eighth. Um, but a bold prediction that I'm going to be making is maybe Russell finishes in tenth to get Williams their first point. I'll go Russell, you know, tenth possibly. Um, truth be told, I don't know if uh, Botas is going to be able to. Uh, to score any points but you know you never know formula one is one of those questionable sports you never know what's going to happen which is why a lot of people love it it's why i love it it's unpredictable we saw that in monaco we saw that in azerbaijan so definitely going to be a fun race weekend going to be fun uh next three weekends with the triple header going on uh thanks for listening to this week's episode of off the grid you can find us on twitter at F1 Off The Grid, or go to our website, f1offthegrid.net. Make sure you come back for next week's episode as we break down the results of the French Grand Prix.